You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Lisa Keefe, Editor-in-Chief of Meeting Place and Alt Meat. Welcome to this month's Meeting Pod episode dedicated to the meat alternatives market. Red-blooded Americans love recognition. And in the alt-meat space, competitions, challenges, and showdowns offer startups a spotlight, connections, and often cold, hard cash. They have their downsides, though. And in this episode, we talk about both sides with Andrew Ive. He's the founder and managing general partner of Big Idea Ventures, one of the most active investors in the alt-protein sector. Andrew took the time to discuss his experiences with Altmeet contributing editor Ed Finkel. Hi, this is Ed Finkel with Altmeet News, and I'm here with Andrew Ives, the founder and managing general partner of Big Idea Ventures, which has offices in Singapore, Paris, and New York City, and has made 106 investments across 25 countries. So, Andrew, the first question I have is what role accelerators play in the Altmeet sector? Thanks, Ed. Really great to be part of your interview today with Altmeat News. So the technologies we're dealing with in this sort of Altmeat category are evolving very, very quickly. And a lot of the companies who will be the sort of foundation or the bedrock of what could be a whole new category, even eventually a whole new industry, those companies are, are very young. The technologies are very young. So generally, the accelerator brings together a lot of different pieces of the puzzle to help support those young companies to grow with less pain and challenges of just a standard startup. We bring great corporates together, so corporations in the food industry throughout the value chain from the ingredient side all the way through to a distribution. We bring those corporates together to sort of support and help those young companies build their products, understand their market identify the gaps in their business models, their technology, scale up their technology, bring it to market, and so on. So those corporates, those kind of collaborative forward-thinking corporates are a really important part of the equation. We've also got great business mentors in Asia, in Europe, in North America, people from different business disciplines who are sort of wanting to engage with these startups, wanting to support them, whether it's because they have a a sustainability angle or because they're sort of focused on bringing these new foods to market. But these business mentors are incredibly important part of the ecosystem that we're building. Likewise, we've got a great team who have different entrepreneurial disciplines, quite a young, vibrant team who work with those companies day to day over a five-month period. So we sort of calculated it. It's about an 800-hour support time for each of those companies in the accelerator. So when we find a company, we're giving them $125,000 or more. We're giving them $75,000 worth of what we call in-kind support, which equates to five months or 800 hours of support and time from us, our mentors, our corporate relationships. We've got strong academic relationships with the universities and so on who are bringing in research capabilities. And we recognize that food is very much a complete 
picture and you need lots of different pieces of the puzzle to be brought together to make a successful food company. And then we're also in this article writing about competitions like XPRIZE and such. Do you have any thoughts about the role that they play? So, I mean, I like prizes in one sense because it gets people outside of our space thinking about what sort of transformational technologies are coming through, how a lot of the founders we're dealing with, we're investing in, are going to be sort of solving global problems. I mean, our mission as a company at Big Idea Ventures is solving the world's greatest challenges by supporting the world's best entrepreneurs, scientists, and engineers. And a lot of these competitions bring attention to just how these entrepreneurs, scientists, and engineers can help to solve global problems around climate, global warming, ocean, you know, over overfishing and, and so on, plastics, etc. So these these competitions certainly have a, a purpose. My only sort of caveat or small concern is we want to work with companies who are focused on building a, you know, a significant business that's going to make a global impact. You can't make a global impact if you're a tiny company focused on one region. You need to be able to take your technology, your solution, and make it relevant to the real world, relevant to the market, to consumers or your end users, whoever it may be. So what I don't want these competitions to do is to distract a company from from validating the technology and bringing it to market and having a global benefit. And sometimes grants, sometimes competitions have these companies jumping through sort of hurdles which are not real, are not sort of part of what the company needs to be focused on in terms of bringing that technology or that product to market. And that's where we're going to get the impact we're all looking for from these founders, from these teams, not necessarily from jumping through arbitrary hoops so that they can stand up on stage and and be impressive. We want these companies to be real and fundamentally impactful. So you've probably answered at least parts of this next question, but I was going to ask about the benefits and drawbacks, if any, of first accelerators like yourself and then competitions. Yeah, so there are a lot of really good accelerators out there. I was part of a a group that has built a number of accelerators. I sort of helped bring together the food vertical for that organization and ultimately felt that there were some things about that model that were great and other parts of the model that needed improving. Most of the accelerators you see around the world are 12 weeks long. Typically, these sort of most of the other accelerators out there are about 12 weeks in length. So, what I found when I kind of did the same thing, I had an accelerator that was also 12 weeks long. I discovered that the first three or four weeks working with a a founding team, you're identifying the challenges, the gaps, the things that need to be worked on. You then spend four weeks trying to bring resources to solve those problems, to fill those gaps. And then you stop work on solving those problems or those gaps, and you pivot to preparing the team to stand up on stage and pitch to a room full of investors. What that actually equates to from a 12-week perspective is about four weeks in the middle where you're really helping the founders to solve problems and move the business forward. I always felt in that process like we'd sort of 
started to make good progress. We'd started to really sort of move the ball forward. And just when things were starting to really get going and starting to solve some significant problems or gaps or whatever it might be, and every small company has them, we would stop and say, okay, we've done that part. Now we're going to get you ready for pitching to investors. What we did at Big Idea Ventures was say, okay, we're going to make it a five-month program. We're going to almost double the length of time that we spend working with the company. You still get the four weeks in the beginning. You still get that four weeks at the end where you're preparing the for demo day. But instead of having one month in the middle where you're solving problems and building the foundations, you end up with three months. So three times the amount of time to help that founding team move the business forward. What that's equated to in the 100 plus companies that we've worked with at Big Idea Ventures is that 81% of our companies have been able to get follow-on funding. Our sort of failure rate is sort of in the 2 to 5% range when typically it's much higher than that. And ultimately, the 81% of those companies have been able to go and get new funding from other investors outside of us immediately after or during our program. So that 81% is, again, two or three times greater than the norm for a traditional accelerator and a company coming out of an accelerator from a funding perspective. But not everything's about funding. We're really excited to sort of really make sure we've solidified that foundation for those young companies so that they have much more likelihood of survival and success. All right. And then as far as the benefits and drawbacks of any competitions, maybe you've already covered that. I don't know if you have more to add. Yeah, no, I mean, it's as mentioned before, they're great for bringing attention to some of the right things. It's a great way of galvanizing a community and getting people excited about solving these climate change challenges or carbon challenges or whatever the particular focus of the competition is. I just worry that it's making companies act in in sort of an abnormal ways versus what they need to do to build a strong company that will survive and thrive. I've always considered that the money they raise is oxygen. It gives them time to grow. It gives them time to develop their business and make sure that they're delivering what the market needs. Any time spent away from refining their product, understanding their market, bringing that product to market successfully, being able to have a strong underlying business model that will allow them to invest and grow their team, their business, their technology, and so on, is time that shouldn't be spending any amount of time as a company on anything that isn't about moving the business forward and making it survive. So that's the only kind of concern I have about some of these prizes. They should ideally be lining up with what the companies need to be focused on to put the foundations in place for a strong, successful growing company with a robust business model. Okay. And then do you have any additional thoughts about how either accelerators or competitions shape the Alt-Meet ecosystem? So, you know, we've got a very collaborative approach with the other accelerators out there. I'm often a judge on their sort of pitch panels, either during their process, during their sort of cohorts or at the end. I'm invited to most of the, if not all of the demo days for all of the accelerators globally in all meat, all protein. I mean, Big Idea Ventures sort of focused in on that from day one as, as our area of expertise. So no, most of the accelerators out there are great. I'm supportive of all of them. 
And food itself as an industry is very collaborative and very supportive of one another. So I have no bad words to say about any of them. And I do what I can to support the other accelerators out there. Okay. Well, Andrew, thanks so much for your time and input on this. It's been great talking to you. Our thanks to Andrew for sharing his thoughts with us today. You can read more on competitions and accelerators on our website at alt-meet.net. Registration is free. You can also go there to subscribe to our daily newsletter and bi-monthly print magazine dedicated to the business of alternative meats. Remember to tune in on Mondays to get the inside track on the people and the processes that drive the protein industry. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Meeting Place and Alt Meat magazines on social media, and be sure to visit our websites at meetingplace.com and altmeat.net. Music